Welcome, everyone, to another thrilling episode of Adventures in DevOps. I'm your host for today, Will Button, and I have with me, almost as always, Jonathan Hall. Hello, everyone. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. Enjoying my my cold beverage of choice. It's evening time here as we're recording, so it's relaxing mode. I mean, it's always five o'clock somewhere, right? It's almost always, yeah. Yeah. Hey folks, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs, and lately I've been working on actually building out Top End Devs. If you're interested, you can go to topendevs.com slash podcast, and you can actually hear a little bit more about my story, about why I'm doing what I'm doing with Top End Devs, why I changed it from uh, devchat.tv to Top End Devs. But what I really want to get into is that I have decided that I'm going to build the platform that I always wished I had with devchat.tv and I renamed it to Top End Devs because I want to give you the resources that are going to help you to build the career that you want, right? So whether you want to be an influencer in tech, whether you want to go and just max out your salary and then go live a lifestyle with your family, your friends, or just traveling the world or whatever, I I want to give you the resources that are going to help you do that. We're going to have career and leadership resources in there, and we're going to be giving you content on a regular basis to help you level up and max out your career. So go check it out at topendevs.com. If you sign up before my birthday, that's December 14th. If you sign up before my birthday, you can get 50% off the lifetime of your subscription. Once again, that's topendevs.com. So today you came up with a really good topic that sounds, and we haven't discussed this prior to recording. So we both said that we have strong opinions on this, but we don't know if we have the same opinions or not. So this may turn into a battle royale. So do you want to introduce our topic for the day? Yeah, the topic is, should we use Scrum on a team that's doing DevOps? All right. So let's let's start that off by defining what Scrum is, just so that anyone listening has is, on, is starting off on the same page that we are. Good plan. So, I mean, the literal defin- official definition of Scrum is what is described in the most recent Scrum Guide, which came out in 2020. And you should read it. Uh, it's short. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're not <laughs> doing Scrum, you shouldn't read it. But it's short. You, you can read it in about 10 minutes. So anybody... We're not going to read it today on the show, I don't think. But uh, anybody who's who's really confused, just go read the Scrum Guide. Google Scrum Guide 2020, and you can read it in about 10 minutes. But we, the highlights are that it describes a team that has a specific goal, a product goal, as they call it in the Scrum Guide, which is, you know, a product goal is kind of a broad goal, probably. Something like build the best widget we can for, to serve our customers' needs or, or something like that. And then uh, you you work in sprints, which most of us, I think, have heard of, whether we know them in the Scrum sense or not. Sprints are of j- a predefined length, frequently two weeks, but that's not mandated in the Scrum Guide. And each sprint has a goal. So you, def- you define a sprint goal, and then your product owner has a backlog, and they select the items, or they, they help select the items that relate to that sprint goal that the team then or- decides to, to work on. So that the, basically, the, the, the idea of a sprint is, during this time frame, this two weeks or whatever, we're gonna we're gonna add this feature to the widget, and then it's up to the team to decide how to accomplish that goal. Whether it's by doing certain amount of development work or magic incantations or whatever they want to come up with, and you also have a scrum master who basically helps make sure they're kind of the referee in a sense. They make sure that you're doing what Scrum asks you to do, that you're following the rules of Scrum as the, as they are, as the team has decided. 
and so on. You think I've missed anything important, Will? No, no, I think that's a good high-level description. So what are some of the alternatives that someone could use if they aren't using Scrum? That's a good question. Maybe one of the most obvious alternatives that a lot of people think of, and, and it, it isn't strictly an alternative, but a lot of people think of just Kanban. You know, they think, should we use Scrum or Kanban? And the truth is you can actually use both. There's also other so-called agile frameworks or methodologies. Uh, some of them have overlap or are competing with, with Scrum. Some are very complementary, like, like XP, Extreme Programming, is more about programming habits, and you can definitely do XP with Scrum. In fact, the very first version of Scrum, the, the first book published on Scrum, the, the whole point of it was so that you could do XP. So the, the idea that XP and Scrum are, com, are, are, are enemies is, is ridiculous. They, they actually work very well together. So there are many other al- alternatives, Crystal, and I, I don't remember all the names, uh, but there are other agile frameworks that you can use if you don't want to use Scrum. And you could also just kind of wing it like a lot of people do, just do what works for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a key point there because I think a lot of organizations that have been working together or or like doing the thing for a while, I think a lot of them end up like picking and choosing different components from all of those and finding the one that that works for them, which personally, I I think that's the preferred approach rather than saying, oh, we're going to do Scrum or we're going to do Kanban and then finding out that some part of that doesn't work for you, but just dogmatically sticking to that because that's what the manifesto says we have to do. I agree. I'm going to piss off some uh, Scrum masters when I say this, but I look at Scrum as agile on training wheels. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> I, I think I think Scrum is a reasonable starting point if you have no experience with agile, but your objective should be to outgrow Scrum over time. So I think that kind of segues into us. How do you feel about Scrum and DevOps? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I actually did a conference presentation a few times. It's called Scrum Isn't Enough, Why DevOps is Essential for Agile Success. And I, I talk about how DevOps and Scrum are complementary. I mean, I, I gave the talk at, an ad, at a Scrum conference, so I didn't, I didn't actually tell people there that I didn't like uh, think Scrum was, uh, <laughs> was the end goal. The truth is, in my view, so actually there, there's two related questions here. One is, do Scrum and DevOps work well together? And the other is, should you do Scrum on a DevOps team? And I think those are two different questions, but I'll answer the first one first from my perspective. I think that DevOps and Scrum go well together. In fact, they're almost, if you're doing Scrum, you, you essentially need DevOps to have a complete uh, picture. You also need XP and you need some other things too. The, in fact, the Scrum guide itself says that Scrum is intentionally incomplete. So anybody telling you that Scrum is all you need, they haven't even read the Scrum guide, so you could ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> Scrum is all you need. Wasn't that a song by the Beatles? Close. Yeah, close. Close? Nice. Nice. All you need is Scrum. You just got the wording. (laughs) (laughs) But at a high level, at a really high level, and this is clearly an oversimplification, but Scrum kind of addresses the project management aspects of software delivery. And DevOps addresses the the packaging and monitoring of software. It's it's a different part of the process. So that's why they, in my view, are complementary. They can work very well together. Yeah, I would I would agree with that because Scrum is focused on like tracking the project and then it, the DevOps implementations of that are the actual mechanics of how you implement the different parts of those projects. Yeah, I mean, you, you can do Scrum without DevOps and it will probably be difficult. <laughs> if you add DevOps to your Scrum, you will improve your your delivery pipelines, your processes, it will be smoother process. 
Hi, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs, and lately I've been coaching some people on starting some podcasts and in some cases, just taking their career to the next level. You know, whether you're beginner going to intermediate, intermediate going to advanced, whether you're trying to get noticed in the community or go freelance, I've been helping these folks figure out how to get in front of people, how to build relationships and how to build their careers and max out and, and just go to the next level. So if you're interested in talking to me and having me help you go to the next level, go to topendevs.com slash coaching. I will give you a one hour free session where we can figure out what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go and figure out what the next steps are. And then from there, we can figure out how to get you to the place you want to go. So once again, that's topendevs.com slash coaching. And then the second question I mentioned, should you do Scrum on a DevOps team? I think that's another another question. And to answer that, you have to first answer what you mean by a DevOps team. And I'm imagining that somebody asking that question is probably talking about what I would actually call an operations team, the team that manages the CI/CD pipelines. They're probably managing Kubernetes or Heroku or, or Docker Swarm or whatever sort of installation they have going on there. And I think that's a more interesting and, and nuanced question. Should you use Scrum on that sort of team? And, and I would love to hear your thoughts before I keep rambling. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think we're seeing that a lot in just in the whole as DevOps matures, you know, it was never meant to be who does what, but here we are stuffing people into the bucket. And I think what it's kind of looking like now for a lot of organizations is your DevOps team is like the organization that provides tools and services allowing people writing the code to get that code into production safely, reliably, and predictably. And so I've, I'm not a fan of Scrum for DevOps. It just seems to, in my experience, it seems to there's too many times where you're trying to pound a square peg into a round hole, I think. A lot of times what happens is you'll set off on this on this project or implementing this service or what service or whatever. And there's just so many unknowns that you fall out of this ability in a scrum type project to define what you can get done in that two-week sprint, you know, and then you've got the whole like forecasting of it, of what's the level of effort for this going to be. And a lot of times the question is, I don't know. And so then you end up making, making guesses. And, and I get that there's that part of scrum methodology that says, it's okay if you don't know, break it down in smaller tasks and we'll get better at, at forecasting over time. But I think in my experience, you know, in DevOps, that doesn't, that doesn't really hold true because we might learn something from forecasting this one particular project, but we might have not ever do that again. You know, it might be building a service one time and then we don't do that for another two years, at which point it's all completely different anyway. So I actually like using Kanban for tracking DevOps projects. Mm-hmm. I mostly agree with you. Well, that's going to make for a boring episode. No, I'll, I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to really play up my minor disagreement, and make it look like it's a really big deal. <laughs> really, the only thing I disagree with that you said is the idea of estimations. Um, right. And so, I, actually, I think estimations are a bad idea anyway in most cases. So, whether you're doing DevOps or or just vanilla software development, I think estimations are usually a big waste of time. Not always, but usually. 
However, the Scrum Guide doesn't actually say that you should do estimations. What it says is that you need to define your sprint goal and then do whatever's necessary to accomplish that. And if estimations are part of that solution, then then that's maybe fine. But that's why I have a problem with Scrum for DevOps is because you don't often have a sprint goal. You, you can't because you're often responding to things as they happen. They can't be predicting. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. You know, that I think that go, ties into one of the things that I, that I always say why DevOps teams fail is because... If you have that DevOps team, you're you're again creating that silo that DevOps was meant to break down where you're you're in this response category rather than trying to integrate with the teams who need your your skills and services and identify what those needs are before they actually need them. So I mean if you if you ever read the uh, Google SRE book, it talks about so they're not it's not about DevOps per se, it's about site reliability engineering, but it's a closely related topic. And they have a rule at Google, or at least they did when they wrote the book, that every engineer should average 50% of the time working on improving the system as opposed to responding to interrupt-driven tasks like like incident response or service requests. And of course, every organization is different and they might choose a different ratio. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that some amount of DevOps work is responding to interrupt-driven tasks. Whether that's a request from another team to help improve my pipeline, or it's because AWS is down and you have to scramble to fix something or, or some other incident like that. And that sort of stuff that tends to happen much more frequently on an operations-focused team as opposed to a development-focused team, I, it's very difficult. It's practically impossible to use Scrum effectively for those sorts of tasks. Yeah, if I remember that correctly in the SRE book, they actually track that, right? And And so like once you exceed the 50% threshold, you're not allowed to work on that anymore until you like replenish your supply of tokens to work on that. Exactly. exactly. On that. Yeah. So they're very serious about that. Yeah. And if you're a big enough team, a big enough company, then, then you can do that. If you're a small company, if you're like the only uh, operations person in your team, you may not have that luxury. But but the underlying reality is still there that you're going to have some interrupt-driven work and you're just not going to be able to plan for it. Yeah, and I think that's one of the one of the skills of successful DevOps engineers is being able to switch tasks quickly. Because for me, that's that's like one of the hardest things, you know, is, is doing the context switching, being deep in writing JavaScript or Python or something, and then all of a sudden production blows up, and so now you're off in in Terraform or cloud formation trying to come up to speed with what's going on and, and make changes. Exactly, yeah. DevOps type work is demanding work, isn't it? I mean, there's not, not just technically, there's a lot of technical things, with a lot of tools, but then you're also, you're serving people. They're not maybe end customers, but they're they're developers. Yeah, no, communication is a an essential skill if you're going to be successful at it and also do it for a long period of time. Because I think if your communication skills have room for improvement, you're not actively working on that. You're going to feel that frustration, mm-hmm. and it's going to it's going to lead to some very frustrating days. And I think that ultimately that will drive you out of DevOps engineering as a career choice. Hey, folks! If you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. So, Will, what would you say if 
somebody listening is on a team, they're at a company and the company has decided, even mandated, we use Scrum and they don't have the choice. Now, aside from the fact that, that probably violates the Scrum guide, <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you live with that? If you're if you if you have to use Scrum but you're doing DevOps work, how can you work around that? My gut reaction is you can't fight it, right? I mean, you can't depending on your like depending on how much authoritative responsibility you have, you might be able to fight it. But in your your the circumstances you laid out, you know, you can't fight it. So I would approach it from all right, we'll do it. I'll play along with the rules and then continually campaign for small incremental changes to it that make it more effective to my workflow, you know, rather than, you know, rather than say that this isn't going to work or, or point out the reasons why it's not going to work, find something that I can do that makes a little bit of incremental progress towards getting us away from scrum, you know, cause like if you, if you're in that scenario, someone says we, we have to use scrum, you're not going to be able to convince them to not use Scrum, but if you can make a series of small incremental changes that fit your workflow better and fit the team's needs better, eventually you can morph that to where it doesn't look anything like what they started working with. Yeah, good advice. I would encourage, if you're on that in that situation and you don't want to use Scrum, encourage your Scrum master to read the Scrum guide. <laughs> <laughs> In whatever tone of voice you feel best fits the scenario. (laughs) Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.